Well, hello there. It is good to see you again, and welcome back to the latest installment of the OKR Cohort video and podcast series. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and it's great to be back with you guys this morning. Uh, and look, as always, we're going to have our co-founders of OKR Cohort in Miss Denise Canfield and Mr. Nazar Koja joining us, and we're going to be jumping into another big challenge that is facing so many organizations, thought leaders, you know, business owners out there in today's day and age. Denise and Nazar are going to provide a specific solution to this challenge that will allow you to really charge right through the challenge as opposed to maybe sidestepping it or staying within the status quo and allowing your organization to function as is rather than being better for it, you know, if you were to implement this solution. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Denise and Nazar out here to get right into the conversation. Denise, Nazar, it's good to see you both this morning. How are you doing? Doing great, Ryan. Good to see you as well. Hi, Ryan. Glad to see you too. I uh, appreciate you guys. And hey, always a good time when we get together. Today, we've got a really big challenge that we're going to be unpacking in the video. You know, Nazar, I, I know this is a big challenge that you've been seeing specifically, you know, within your your experiences and working with clients as well as just out in the world of business as a whole. Frame it up for us. Let's start at a high level for our audience today. Nazar, what is this big challenge you're seeing so many organizations deal with? Ryan, the delivery of your, your high-value products and services too slow for your customers. The organization is not hitting the mark for customers on time. Keep up with the customer demands. This is a huge problem that we're finding it in the, in the bigger or, or, or a smaller organization. Sure. I mean, you want that high value product. You want to make sure you deliver it on a, you know, within a timely manner, but let's, let's take one step further. Nazar, why would you say, let's get into the why, why would you say this is such a challenge for so many organizations? So Ryan, this is actually a challenge for leaders, employees, and customers as well, right? So leaders assume someone else is doing the work, but nothing is getting done or the timeline is substantially delayed to lack of transparency or a poor communication. Employees have a misunderstanding of tasks and requirements to deliver the value of their product and service in a timely manner and are disconnected from a big picture. Denise, how are you seeing this challenge from the customer point of view? Yeah, I think that's such an important question, Nazar, and, and our customers are who are buying our product. And what we're noticing is they're unhappy because they're not receiving either the promised product or service in a timely manner or a product that adds value to their bottom line. So they're quite dissatisfied with these organizations over time. Yeah, no, that's a really important point to bring up. It's interesting to look at this challenge. We think these challenges might be only organizationally based, but there are challenges presented for the customer in this in this instance. But guys, I want to take it one step further even. Nazar, what is the ripple effect really of this challenge of, you know, trying to deliver those high value products, you know, in a timely manner to your customers? What's the ripple effect and what are you seeing it doing to the organization's health really as a whole? Ryan, there are several ripple effects of this challenge that we identified. Frustration grows for leaders and they become reactive. And as we have discussed before, how they start spending their time in the business rather than on the business. The reactionary approach starts to impact a morale and culture as they become micromanagers. The trust in employees being able to deliver erodes also. And they, they become overwhelmed because the company is experiencing a lack of credibility in the marketplace and they feel weight on delivery on the shoulders reinforced from the C-suite and board. Ultimately, at the end of the day, they are worried about the losing their jobs. 
from employee's perspective, employees are usually impacted as well. And they have overall job dis dissatisfaction and lack of engagement. A lot of them give, give up and do the bare minimum, which amplifies the issue also known as quiet quitting, the term that we have been using in a lot these days. The loss of trust in leadership and the organization is also another cause of it. And, that's, and they start looking for other jobs and we have a massive turnover. Denise, how you see this challenge impacting customers from perspective? Yeah, Nazar, it, it's such a ripple effect, right? From not just employees and leaders, as you've said, but with our customers. And we forget how much our customers plan and rely on what we say we're going to deliver and that what we're planning to deliver will will have value to them and help them. And, and when that doesn't happen, it leads to a complete erosion of trust with our customers. And that's something that is so hard to build back. And it doesn't just impact that customer, but it leads to that customer um, leaving negative reviews and impacting our company credibility. So our customers are unhappy. They're telling people they're unhappy. It's like that old hair commercial where you tell two people and they tell two people, but it's in in a negative sense. And so our customers are unhappy. The market is hearing that we're not doing what we say we're going to do. So we're losing not just those recurring customers who don't renew with us or don't buy new products with us, but we're also losing potential new customers. And that absolutely impacts our ability to expand, our ability to um, hit our revenue targets and our ability to, to go out in the market and become a leader. Sure thing. I mean, there's no doubt that there is a massive ripple effect with this challenge for organizations. And, and you know, I think it's always worthwhile for us on this show when we, we take the problem and flip it on its head, right? What, you know, Nazar, what does life look like for an organization if they're able to, you know, solve this challenge and they are, in fact, able to provide those high value products or services in a timely manner and keep customers happy along the way. What, is, what does life look like for an organization that's really doing it right? Right, if this challenge is solved, leaders would be so much happier and focused on the right things. They would be spending all their time on the business, ensuring the value-based products and services, strategies built and ready to be implemented versus being in the business and micromanaging. They would communicate the strategy and provide clarity and direction for the delivery of the right products and services. They would become proactive on their approach to business operations and enable employees to determine how, the, how instead of dictating. They would be in touch with customer and market so they can be, have a full understanding of customer needs and market demands and can deliver on time. On the hindsight, the customer, uh, the, from the employee perspective, the employee would be in the much better place as well, right? They would have alignment to, stra to strategy and, and the customer needs. So they know what customers uh, needs are and then they, they can work towards focus on the value of the customer value. They would have how their work contributes to the value of the company and customers. Like I said earlier, they would know the timeline and importance of hitting milestones because the plan is transparent and well and well known throughout the organization. They would be engaged, empowered, and efficient, who leads to the ownership of the work. 
Finally, employees would feel trusted and would have mutual trust in the leaders and the organization. Denise, what would customer notice when product delivery is on time? Well, you know, Nazar, I think that trust thing is so important. And our customers, when we're delivering what we say we're going to deliver, trust is built. And they then have a complete satisfaction with the quality and the timeliness of what we are delivering. And they know that what we deliver will have value to them. And if it has value to them, then they're building value in their organization. And of course, they want to continue to work with companies that deliver valuable products. Um, we see clear communication back and forth with our customers, both from the sales perspective, but also from our product and our customer success groups. Um, the, the customer feels good about their relationship with our company and our company's future, right? We forget sometimes that when a customer buys from us, they are investing their hard-earned money in our organization so that they can build their future. And when we deliver what we promise to deliver, that helps that relationship. They feel great and they feel like they want to continue to invest in our products and our services because we have a true partnership. They also feel great because their wishes and demands, what they've shared with the sales team or the organization over time as they used our products, they see that we're hearing and we're fulfilling those needs for their organization. And of course, for that customer, if we're doing that, then they tell their peers in their industry about how well our organization delivers. And we see that the customer then values accelerated delivery, values the valuable products that we provide, and they're happier with us. So that, that's a huge impact for our customers. It builds not just our credibility with them as a renew, renewing customer, but also with new customers and grows our overall marketplace. Uh, yeah, Denise, that's such an important point. I mean, while we were just a moment ago talking about the negative ripple effects of the challenge at hand, if you can't deliver, you know, those high value products and services on time, well, boy, is there a positive ripple effect as well. Your customers reaping those rewards along the way. It's really great stuff. But I want to zoom out from this challenge for just a moment because this is what you and your team at OKR Cohort are doing on a regular basis, right? You're working with organizational leaders to tackle challenges like these on a granular level with them. But, you know, for our audience out there that might not be as familiar with you guys and your team and, and how it is that you truly help organizations, would you care to share a little bit about yourselves and what it is that you guys do over at OKR Cohort? Absolutely, Ryan. And, and I think the key word here today is trust, right? And leaders trust us to come in and help them solve this problem of accelerating delivery of products or valuable products to customers. And in improving that speed to market is, is done by shifting the focus of their organization from activities to outcomes and embedding purpose in the work of both leaders and employees. When, um, when employees and, and leaders focus on the right things, we help get people talking about those results instead of the day-to-day -day tasks. So bottom line, we help get the right shit done, Ryan. And I think that's, that's what's really different about OKR Cohort is uh, consistently with customers that we have, we help them focus on the right thing. And Nazar, um, we do that through a framework. So why don't you share a little bit about what OKR is? Thanks, Denise. OKR stands for Objective and Key Result. It is a lightweight goal-setting framework that bridges strategy to, strategy to execution. It creates transparency and alignment across large and small organizations and help deliver the right products on time. 
Oh, that's fantastic. No, I appreciate you guys kind of bringing our audience up to speed on really that day-to-day of how you guys are, are really shifting those organizations and their employees from, like you mentioned, Denise, activities to outcomes. Uh, but hey, look, like we do on this show, I know you guys always have some sort of solutions or a strategy, a framework set in motion to be able to address these challenges that we're addressing on this show. Obviously, today's problem, really, you know, that idea of, of providing that high-value product or service you know, it not timely enough to the customer or too slow rather for the customer. And boy, can that create a ripple effect of issues that we mentioned earlier. But, you know, Nazar, what, what is the lesson? What's the solution that you have available for our audience that they could take home as a piece of value from, from spending some time and watching today's episode? Thanks, Ryan. This challenge is one of the main reasons the organization adopt OKR and hire us. OKR, like we mentioned earlier, OKR provide transparency across or the organization on the work that is being done and clarity on the value-based delivery. Getting there is how we help. In order to utilize the OKR framework effectively, we need to follow the OKR cycle that starts with the setting OKRs, then have an alignment among your teams and partners, and find the opportunity to, co- to have a share OKRs for the co-creation opportunities, as we mentioned earlier, then plan and execute work that supports OKR, and continuously reflect on outcomes and pivot as needed. Ryan, one of the most important things that we do is work with the leadership teams to co-create high quality and aligned OKRs. We follow six steps in this co-creation process. First, we start with alignment on the organization vision, mission, and strategic intent. Next, we have a leadership understand and define collective goals or business outcomes. And this followed by bringing their point of view and agreement on top five strategic themes. We then have them define objectives together to support organization strategic outcomes. And then we focus on identifying key results that show the impact and measure of success on achieving those outcomes. Lastly, we guide them to identify the work or initiatives that could be done in partnership or individually with while also prioritizing high impact work that lead to quick wins on delivering value. As you can see, Brian, this process is a collective effort which reduces silos, duplication of efforts and misalignment among leader, uh, leading leadership to value being delivered faster and more efficiently to our clients. Oh, Nazar, no, I, I appreciate you sharing that lesson with us, diving into you know those six steps really in that co-creation process. I'm sure it's really a, a powerful moment for a lot of organizational leaders when they sit down with you and Denise to go through that process and really refine you know those objectives, those key results, and really uh, carve out that clear path forward for them and their organization. That's really great stuff. But for our audience out there, Denise, I'll throw this next question over to you. You know, they're sitting here, they, you know, they just heard those six steps for the co-creation process. And, you know, I'm sure they're probably thinking, okay, how do I take that and begin implementing that into maybe my own organization? So my question to you, Denise, would be, how can somebody start using this lesson today and making a difference in their organization so that they can really address this challenge of, of delivering high quality value, you know, high value service and products in a timely manner to the customers. Yeah, Ryan, thank you. You know, I think Nazar did an awesome job in walking through how we help leaders and teams align on accelerating the delivery of value-based products. 
Um, but it's not easy, right? If it was easy, everybody would just start doing it. And so it's up to leaders now to to make a choice, right? Do you want to continue to be a bit complacent and and deal with these delays and wrong deliveries and customers being distrustful of your organization? Or do you want to start digging in and take action to accelerate your time to market? And if you're ready to do that, Nazar and I are ready to help you. And we would encourage you to schedule a consultation with us uh, or our team via the link below. And let's take some time to understand the impact of slow delivery to your organization so we can help you see how okay KRs and planning this connective tissue between what you're doing and your strategy into your day-to-day work. Fantastic. Thank you, Denise. And, and, you know, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about, you know, some examples, right? It's always important to share some of those. Nazar, do you happen to have any you know, stories or an example of working with a client to address this exact issue today, that idea of delivering those high value service and products in a timely manner to customers? And maybe you even went through that, you know, those six steps of the co-creation process. Any stories or examples you might want to share? Definitely, Ryan. Thanks. One of the larger organizations I had worked with which had over 20,000 employees, I noticed that they were struggling to keep up with the customer needs and market demands. They had been using OKRs for the past one year, but they had not seen any significant improvements on delivering the right value sooner. I noticed OKRs were created in a vacuum by the leaders, and they had asked teams to deliver against those OKRs instead of engaging their teams to contribute and defining the OKRs collectively. As soon as we recommended a change to this and it started including the right partners and all the key members to collaborate on the OKRs creation, we found a significant improvement. We saw significant improvement on efficiency and productivity on delivering the right value that complement business outcomes and alignment on collective priorities based on the customer needs. Uh, no, I appreciate you sharing that, Nazar. It's always nice to hear examples of of the, of the stories of your work with you know customers, especially a company of the size of twenty thousand employees. You know, obviously, it's a big organization, and to be able to shift, you know, from like as Denise put earlier, that that activities mindset to being an outcome mindset driven organization. Boy, I'm sure that made a very big difference in not just the organization's output. But of course, the you know the relationship and the you know the value that they truly delivered to their customers. That's I, I love that example. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, and and guys, before we before we roll out today, any final thoughts or really uh, just again you know for anybody out there, if they're interested in reaching out to you and your team to just open up a dialogue and see where OKRs might fit within their organization. Again, uh, what would be the best way they could go about doing that? Nazar's example is so spot on, and I just want to say. Um, We don't just see that with that one organization with 20,000 people, right? We see this impact on every organization we work with, where when you implement OKRs, you really bring the focus to the right thing. And that could be those large organizations or even small organizations, right? We've worked with an organization with only 28 people and getting that right focus on the right thing helped turn that organization around. So if you want to see that same accelerated time to market improvement and efficiency, please click on the link below, grab some time on our calendar so we can start discussing how we could help you solve your specific issues. 
All right. Fantastic. Anise, thank you so much for that. And hey, look, you know, I really appreciate you both carving some time out from your day to jump on here and dive into this really big challenge. You know, you've got a lot of clients to serve and a lot of organizations to help refine their strategy. So we'll let you get back to doing that. But I appreciate you taking the time and uh, looking forward to being back with you on the next one. Thanks, Ryan. Excellent. Thanks, Ryan. Alrighty, and hey, look, we want to take one final moment, as always, and thank you guys, and that's our audience, for jumping aboard and being with us here on the show today. If you took anything away from today's discussion, maybe you benefited from it in any way, shape, or form, do us a favor and go ahead and subscribe to the show on whichever platform you check this out. That way you never miss out on another episode where we tackle a different challenge, a different problem, really, that's facing so many organizations out there, and how Denise and Nazar charge through that problem with a solution that they implement via OKRs. I mean, Boy, we've got a lot of great, great content for you guys coming. So by subscribing to the show, you'll never miss out on a future episode. Also, feel free to leave a comment or share this information with any friends, family, business owners, anybody that you think would benefit from these types of episodes. So for Nazar, for Denise, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we appreciate you hanging out with us for today's conversation on the OKR Cohort video and podcast series.